Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver. Thanks for listening. And um, if you are listening, then you know by now this show is all about horror movies and science fiction, fantasy, gems in the rough, all that great stuff. Some uh, some somewhat crappy movie t- movies too that um, that I still think are worthy of a viewing. Uh, I'm gonna I, ever since last episode, I've been compiling top ten lists just for something a little bit different to do. Um, as far as like best kills, best creatures, best, all sorts of different things. And then I'm going to also delve into some worst of lists too, because who doesn't like lists, you know? Um, Hopefully you all out there listening do like lists because be prepared. There's a bunch heading your way. So today, uh, the top 10 list that I'm going to be tackling is the top 10 axe murders in a movie. And I would say that this can be any axe murder. It doesn't have to be a horror movie, but honestly, like looking through my list, they're all horror movies. So yeah, this is best axe murder in a horror movie or axe scene in a movie. Obviously, these are just my own personal preferences. You might be like, well, that movie sucks. Well, that's okay. But more than likely, you'll at least Hopefully, um, you out there listening, if you're a horror fan, then you probably can at least appreciate some of these scenes in these movies, regardless of what you think of the actual movie that I'm talking about. So, let's get started here. Uh, And this one here is almost an honorable mention, but, you know, I'm like, you know what, this is is good enough to make number 10. And uh, the movie has not aged that well, although back when it came out, I thought this was just the greatest thing. I watched this so many times, and I recently revisited this, and uh, it just it doesn't hold up like it. it. It's starting to really feel like the time it was made, which is 1998, and so it has that late 90s, I don't know, Scream-esque feel going on in it, and that would be Halloween H. And I will just start by saying every single one of these movies I'm going to be talking about uh, is going to be extremely spoiler heavy because I'm going to talk about the scene in question from each movie that I really liked. So if you hear a movie and you're like, oh, wait, I haven't seen that movie or I need to revisit that one and I don't remember much about it, you might want to quick skip over that one because I'm going to be spoiling a particular kill in the movie. And this one here is literally the last kill of the movie and the biggest one in the entire movie. Um, as I said before, this movie is very, very, very 90s, but uh, you know, lots of flannel and uh, Creed-esque type music going on in it. I remember, I think the end credits are like, like what? Uh, it's some sappy, uh, I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't work. Uh, regardless, it's still a pretty fun movie, and I like the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, uh, and I like that she's an alcoholic in it. Uh, Adam Arkin's in this one as well, and uh, it's just a fun movie. I I dug it. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it too, so there you go. Uh, so, scene that I'm uh, referring to in this one would be 
the final scene, and when I say final, I mean the last 60 seconds of this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis has Michael Myers pinned between a van and a tree. And Mr. Michael Myers reaches out to his dearly, uh, dearly long-lost sister, just because that's what he does. And she has an axe in hand, and she proceeds to contemplate reaching out to him and then changes her mind and uh, lobs his head clean off. And literally, the end of the movie. Head off, shot of head on the floor, on the ground, roll credits. And it was it was fabulous. I love that closing shot of that movie. It works so well. And you're like, whoa, they really went there. They really wanted to end this series, which, of course, as we find out in Resurrection, eh, not so much. Having said that, Resurrection is... Awful, awful, awful. Probably, not probably, it is the worst of the Halloween movies. And I don't even, I really don't consider that a Halloween movie. It's the the way they explain the ending of H2O is just beyond lame. So anyway, plus it has Busta Rhymes doing Busta Rhymesy things. Uh, okay, so that was number 10, H2O, great movie. Number nine, this one here is a uh extremely disgusting scene. Uh, I, I couldn't give it higher marks because this is not the actual murder scene. This leads up to uh, an old fellow's demise, uh, but it still is a great setup to what is to follow. And that is, yes, uh, Jean Piquet Simon once again makes an appearance on my top 10 list with 1988's Slugs. They slime, they ooze, they kill. Okay, Slugs. Uh, this particular scene I'm talking about has an old gentleman in his little greenhouse, and he's doing his greenhousey things with plants and whatnot, and uh, he puts on a glove, which happens to have a uh, killer slug, mutant slug inside of it. Well, it starts to bite his hand. He can't get the glove off. His wife is inside uh, vacuuming, so she can't hear him scream. So he picks up a hatchet and starts to hack his hand off. And um, it's such a disgusting and hardcore scene for some reason uh, that it made this list. Now, because of that, he knocks something over that's flammable, and basically the entire house blows up. Uh, so that's kind of how he dies, but... I still have to include that scene in my top 10 because this, for me personally, every time I watch that scene, it just gets me because it's so, uh, it's just mean for some reason. This, he's like, I, I got to get this thing off my hand, and so I'm just going to hack my hand off with a hatchet. So anyway, and a hatchet is a baby axe, so that makes the list. That's my rules. Okay, uh, by the way, Slugs is just great. I've talked about this on my own show as well as Movie Freaks numerous times. If you have not seen Slugs, please go out and buy the Arrow Blu-ray that is now currently available. It is fantastic. Number eight is The Burning. And this is the 1981 movie uh, directed by Tony Malum. And there's uh, tons of people in this movie that you've, once you start watching, you're like, oh wow, there's a lot of big names in this movie back before they were big names. Jason Alexander is definitely one that uh, sticks out. Fisher Stevens is in this thing. Um, anyway, 
Holly Hunter is in it. Uh, a lot of big name people in this movie. Uh, this was the Weinstein's first movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Miramax and, you know, the Weinstein brothers. So the scene that uh, I picked out of this movie, and this is Tom Savini's special effects, which Tom Savini might be making an appearance later on in uh, this episode. Not him personally. I'm, that will never happen. But a movie of that he helped do special effects in. So the movie that I... Or the, the movie. Geez, man, this show is so low rent. The scene in question is... Uh, as with H2O, it's the final scene with the Cropsy Killer and our uh, fearless hero, dorky kid, buries an axe into Cropsy's head. And it is such a gory, violent death because not only does he get the axe buried in his head, he catches fire. And so there he is uh, burning up uh, with axe buried in head and he is already a burnt killer from what these kids did previously a big prank thing whatever and uh so that's the whole gist of the movie is that this this guy this crazy guy comes back who's burnt from head to toe and starts killing teens at a summer camp and it's basically it's a, another variation of friday the 13th in my opinion almost as good as friday the 13th i really liked this movie the special effects are really, really, really good in that early 80s sort of way where it's just uh, just mean-spirited. Uh, it, it hadn't gotten really cheesy yet like the mid-80s. It was still just that gritty shot-on-film look, especially with Savini's effects. He knew how to make stage blood. Like, the blood in these earlier movies of his are it's so good for I don't know why it it seems weird but it's like it's not the real bright red from the 70s um with actually with Tom Savini's very own Dawn of the Dead it's more of this it looks real it looks as does the the effects gags in these movies they look so real and this is one that does as well there are a lot more realistic effects in this movie versus the killing that i'm talking about here because the guy you can tell it's a i mean he's got a big mask on or whatever to make his face look all burnt uh, and this is in the days before freddy krueger so it's he's a big lumbering jason Voorhees type dude uh so anyway it's a great movie this is a scream factory release i highly recommend uh you pick up this one as well it's got a plethora of special features on it great transfer of a truly great slasher movie, one of the very best slasher movies of the 80s. And to me, it's almost one of those unseen gems that kind of got overshadowed by uh, Halloween, Halloween 2, I guess, at this point, and Friday the 13th Parts 1 and 2. So check it out. Great movie. Okay, moving on. Nine, eight. Now we're on to number seven. This one here is probably going to raise some eyebrows because it's like, what? That one in the top 10? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I made this list and I'm like, I have to put this one on here somewhere because it's one of my favorite horror movies ever. And, uh, it's got so much of what I love about a horror movie and, uh, it's creepy and it has insanely over the top kills. And that would be 2007's Hostel Part 2 from Eli Roth. In this one, we have uh, we are focusing on female characters instead of uh, males getting taken to the uh, 
the big warehouse where all sorts of dastardly evil things are done to them. Um, I did like that. Uh, the more I watch, I've watched this movie so many times. This is kind of a once a year thing for me, but the, every time I watch this movie, um, I find, it seems like I find new things that Eli Roth kind of snuck in there, paying homage to older Italian movies of the seventies. This one very, very much has a, a lot of seventies vibes going on in it where the first one did not as much. The first one was a little bit more straightforward, really gory horror movie. And this one is too. This one actually is more, more gory than the first one. But the fact that they got some, he got some genuine old school Italian actors in this, uh, s- uh several scenes are on a train, uh, which is very reminiscent of night train murders. And there's just a lot of, of little things that he does in this, uh, Rogero Diodato is in this and it's, it's a great movie. I love, love, love this movie. The scene, again, the scene in question here is the very, very last scene of the movie. And like Halloween H2O, this is one where uh, this particular scene happens and then boom, roll credits. And what I love about this is the <laughs> the credits are this weird uh, Eastern European type folksy, upbeat dance type music. It's so bizarro and so perfect. I love the music over the end credits because it's it's sick. For some reason, it's just it's sick uh, with, with whatever with everything that had come before it. Now this scene is not the best scene in the movie, not by far, but it is an axe scene, and therefore that's why uh, I chose that particular scene. And that would be, like I said, the very end. We have the uh, our hero who has survived the entire ordeal, and she bought her way out of being killed in. In uh, the warehouse, she got her uh, her bloodhound dog tattoo, so she's good to go. And her and the uh, the little thieving scumbaggy kids of this village, where this takes place in, uh, they are in the woods. And the original woman that lures these ladies into this nasty situation, she is out for a stroll in the woods. You have to see the movie and just see it in proper context, but. Uh, regardless, it comes down to our our hero, who is played by a Lauren. Uh, is it Lauren German? I think. Um, I think so. Uh, yes. Who did great in this movie? Uh, she did so good in this. Uh, <laughs> so, our the lady that uh, that, that set her up, she kind of rounds a corner, and there is our hero with an axe lobs the the head off and the axe by the way is this big battle axe type thing it's so badass it lobs the head off and immediately after that the little kids uh from the village they start kicking the head around like a soccer ball and they score a goal and then they all cheer and then boom roll credits with that crazy weird uh folksy european music and it it's perfect it's great uh i I giggle every time I watch that movie and it ends like that. I'm like, that's so sickening and great and I love it and it's twisted. Uh, Hostel Part 2, folks. If you haven't seen this movie, it is such a great movie. This is in one – this is – actually most of these movies are in my top 100. But uh, Hostel 2 continually impresses me every time I see it. It's 
it's just, it goes there. It's such a violent, gory movie and very well made. Uh, anyway, check it out. Great stuff. Okay, next up on the list is 19... Now we're going way back again to the early 80s into the slasher era. 1980s, Prom Night, directed by Paul Lynch. This movie is... I'm not sure if I've said it on this show, but this movie, I, I, I don't know, I kind of consider this movie to be um, a little bit more of a thriller than an outright horror movie. There are very much slasher horror elements to it, uh, but it takes its time getting there, which I like because it builds up character development in this, and there are some great scenes at the prom. It's just a, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite slasher movies of all time. The scene that I'm talking about in this is our uh, completely clad in black killer is back behind the curtains. Uh, the prom king and queen are going to be announced, and our, the, the bully of the movie, he knocks the, the guy out that's going to be crowned king. And he puts the crown on himself because it's, it's this big elaborate thing they're doing to shame the king and queen, whatever. Um, as he's getting ready to walk out, here comes the killer of the movie holding an axe. And I love the way he looks, by the way, just because just that dressed in black from head to toe uh kind of reminiscent of the old Italian giallos, the black glove killer type thing going on. And I really dug that. Uh, I mean, it's nothing special, but for some reason that's what makes it more, a little bit more, I guess, realistic is that he's just some skinny dude in a, you know, just black clothes. But anyway, uh, lops the guy's head off. The head rolls out onto the, uh, onto the stage in front of the entire high school to see, and, uh, and there's disco music playing and lights, and it's just, it's so great. It's not the goriest scene, but uh, everything about it is just classic 80s slasher goodness uh, with how it's pulled off, and the payoff is so good. And then right after that, when we find out who the killer is and what happens to him at the very tail end of the movie, it's actually very sad and almost heartbreaking considering this is an 80s slasher movie. Most of those don't end like this. And I like that they brought a lot of a human drama element to it. And like I said, Prom Night is a little bit more of a thriller than a an outright slasher horror movie. And it's one of my favorites. I watch this one once a year. A lot, a lot of these movies, not H2O, not so much, but a lot of these movies I try to watch once a year. Okay. Next up is... Uh, let's just stay in the 80s, shall we? Why not? Uh, literally, like... <laughs> Uh, at this point, pretty much every, um, yeah, no, you'll see. Uh, next up is 1980s, Sean S. Cunningham, directed Friday the 13th. This is the original and still best of the series. Uh, a killer is stalking, why am I even, if you're listening to this show, you know what Friday the 13th is about, and you know that Pamela Voorhees is the killer, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so the scene that I'm talking about is, um, actually is twofold. In this one, there are two fantastic axe murder scenes in this movie, and one takes place in the uh, girl's uh, outhouse, I guess you could call it, or at least the, the bathroom, outside bathroom, and she's she's in her panties, and I'm, I think she just had sex, more than likely, and uh, she's she hears a noise and turns around, and there's a Axe raised high in the air, it comes down and buries itself right in her cranium. It was 
beautiful. It's uh, more Tom Savini effects goodness. I love that shot. It's so startling to me. Uh, the first time I watched that movie way back in the day, it I, I just I couldn't believe it. I'm like that that is such a gory scene. I mean, like that looks real. Like the axe is buried in her head. It's so gross, and it still holds up. That is a really really graphic scene. Um, and of course, the other scene in particular that uh, that I'm talking about is when uh, Pamela Voorhees gets her head lopped off in the end by our final girl, who is uh, played by uh, Adriana King. Uh, in the movie, she's Alice, and she is one of the best final girls. But uh, yes, Mrs. Voorhees, played by Betsy Palmer, gets her head cut off. And it, the way it's shot is very, very effective. Actually, now that I think about it, that's a machete, not an axe. So yeah, okay, so... I'm still going to talk about this scene, but the, the the axe scene was the one that I just said. But I I got to finish up this one now because I started, so I have to finish. So machete through the head, and you can see in this movie, you can see the toothpicks that Tom Savini had in the uh, the the dummy, and the head was kind of just set on top so that when the machete goes through, it easily cuts off and the head falls off and blood and everything. It works so good, but you can see. The uh, toothpicks, once the head leaves the body, you can see the toothpicks uh, sticking out of the, the stump. So there you go. little juicy uh, movie trivia for you. Friday the 13th, one of the very, very, very best slasher movies of all time. Check it out. It still holds up and is a creepy slice of early 80s horror goodness. Next up is uh, the original 1981 Evil Dead directed by Sam Raimi. This one here doesn't necessarily feature... Well, it actually does. I was going to say it doesn't feature a beheading, but sure does. The scene that I'm talking about here, and come on, who hasn't watched the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead? Um, evil entity in the woods takes over a group of college kids in this rundown cabin, and uh, bodily dismemberment is on the menu in this movie. It's a lot of bodily dismemberment. And this scene in particular... One of the guys uh, has to hack his girlfriend to complete bits. So we get up-close shots of axe going into legs, into arms, and uh, chops the head off. It's so gory. Uh, at then at this point, it's fairly fake-looking, but uh, especially when the axe goes through the leg and the hand, still very, very effective uh, special effects shots that work really, really well. It's... Uh, Man, that is one really gory scene. Um, good stuff. I uh, Man, great movie, great scene. Check that one out if you haven't. Uh, it definitely deserves to get a rewatch. While I am such a huge, huge fan of the remake, that original still holds up extremely well, especially that scene. It's uh, hardcore. Okay, next up. Now we're getting down to the real good stuff. Um, uh, here we go, 1981 again. 1981's Nightmare in a Damaged Brain, also known as Nightmare, just Nightmare. But uh, I like to call it Nightmares in a Damaged Brain. I uh, And I also was going by, uh, there was an, another alternate title. The first time I ever watched it was called Blood Splash, uh, VHS, that, uh, that the owner of the video store that I used to work at uh, he picked up a VHS copy of it, and I watched it. And I'm like, well, that, this thing's awesome. I'm going to watch this one another 50 times. So Nightmares in a Damaged Brain, directed by Romano Scavolini, 
uh, again, back in the 80s slasher craze. This one here is more of a crime drama uh, with several scenes sprinkled throughout this that are just incredibly mean-spirited and grotesque. And this is about a uh, kid that witnesses uh, his mom and her lover or dad, I'm not sure which, uh, doing some bondage S&M stuff in the room. He doesn't like that, so he uh, goes a little bit crazy. Uh, he is then, he's in a mental institution, but he's quote-unquote fixed. So he's released and then he goes back, and he actually had been married. Um, um, let's see here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He goes back to get his family, but one thing leads to another. And, um, yeah, I don't want to uh, – this movie isn't quite as, quite as well known, so I don't want to spoil it too much. Um, but I'm going to have to spoil the big scene. But there are some other – uh, gory bits sprinkled throughout that I'll I'll save those. But uh, the last scene we actually see when he was a child and he murders his parents. It is one of the in fact on this list it is easily the goriest uh, axe murder scene uh, of the list. And uh, it's just this kid goes down to, he sees his mom and dad tying each other up in the bed, goes down to the shed, gets an axe, walks upstairs, um, chops his mom's head off. It's so gory. I, it's hard for me to put into words just how bloody and graphic it is. So now the room is literally covered in blood. His dad is tied to the bed, um, screaming, <laughs> uh, and he contemplates what to do, the kid does, and then he proceeds to bury the axe in the dad's head, as slow motion blood just starts to spurt out. It's so hardcore. Um, you have to see it to believe it. Of all the slasher movies, it is one of the most hardcore scenes of any slasher movie I've ever seen. The movie itself is a bit long-winded and talky and it drags, but when the kills happen in that movie, man, they are... It's nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. Okay, Nightmares in a Damaged Brain. Certainly one to check out. The only version that you should watch of this movie is the uncut version. There is numerous copies out there, and they are mostly uh, butchered. If you watch a cut version of this movie, you are not going to see what I just explained to you. It is going to be cut. So don't watch that version, please. Just buy the Blu-ray. It's available from Code Red. It's available overseas from 88 Films. Um, it might even be available to stream, but make sure that you watch the entire unrated version, which I believe runs a hundred minutes. There you go. Okay. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Next up is my favorite horror movie of all time and give or take my favorite movie ever as well. And that's 1980s, The Shining directed by Stanley Kubrick. And we all know the story to this one. Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Danny Lloyd uh, in the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, good Lord. It's Sunday morning and it's early. Bear with me. Uh, the Haunted Hotel, Overlook Hotel. Uh, so Jack Nicholson, a.k.a. Jack Torrance, has gone crazy. Dick Halloran, played by Scatman uh, Crothers, has flown from Miami up to Colorado and driven his uh, 
snow thingy, whatever it is, up to the uh, up to the overlook. He's walking around the hotel looking for Danny and Wendy. When around the corner comes Jack Torrance burying an axe deep into Mister DeCalloran's chest, and it is a great jump scary startling scene while not being overtly like jump scary, I guess it's the entire movie is just bathed in dread. And, uh, that scene in particular, I think because it's the first human murder in the movie, like a, a human murdering another person in the movie, it's so startling, I guess. And, and the music, the way it's shot, it's so good. And it's not overtly gory, but it really, really works, and it's extremely effective. Uh, in fact, that's the first um, – that might be the first actual murder that I have seen in a movie as a kid because I snuck watching that movie on TV when I was way too young to be watching movies like this. And that was one of the scenes where – I'm sure it was cut for TV, but it still was pretty hardcore for uh, – for me at that very young, tender age. <laughs> okay, last but not least is, oh boy, um, and I'm guessing some of you already know what this one's going to be. It's probably the most, not probably, it is the most inventive one on this list, and that is 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night, directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. Uh, most of you know by now I am obsessed with this movie. I watch it every Christmas. I have watched it every Christmas and then some since it came out on VHS back in the late 80s. I've owned this movie on VHS and sev several copies on VHS. Then I have several copies on DVD and now the Blu-ray, which unfortunately doesn't look that good, but I don't care. I love this movie and I will forever and always, as long as I live, watch this movie every year if I am able to. Uh, the scene that I'm talking about in this one is the classic scene of the two uh, bullies that steal these two dorky kids' sleds and go down the hill on their sleigh. And uh, the first one goes down, no problem, everything's fine, although he hears, uh, he hears jingling in the woods. Well, that jingling is our killer Santa Claus and his jingly boots or whatever. He's, he's got the Santa Claus outfit on. So guy number two goes down, up, out pops Billy, a.k.a. Santa Claus, behind a tree. And, whew, and we don't see the actual act happen, but it's the POV shot of him going down the hill, followed by Santa Claus jumping out with the axe. And we see it swing. And then we cut to uh, the first guy down at the bottom of the hill looking up like, come on, where is he? And here comes a head bloop, 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 down the hill. Directly after that, here comes the sled with a uh, headless torso. It stops. The head, or the the body falls down beside the head. It's a great gory scene. The guy screams like a girl, and then we cut. It's a fantastic '80s slasher kill. Uh, one of many in this movie, actually. There is so many in this movie that just work perfectly for. Uh, for this type of thing. And, and this one in particular is probably my favorite of the entire movie. It's so good. And it's so evil. And just, it's, you know, it's great. Okay, so guess what? That's my top 10 axe killings in a movie. I know that, that uh, especially slugs, I'm really reaching for slugs uh, because that's not essentially like 
he does it to himself and it's with a hatchet and it's not how he dies. But again, because of how that took place and how gory it was, I'm like, it's got to go on there. Plus it's, it's JP Simon. It's, he's got to be on here somewhere, right? Cause he's awesome. Okay. Um, you can get a hold of me, Eugene-Weaver at hotmail.com for any questions, comments, yada, yada, all that good stuff. Movies that you think I should see or movies I should stay away from. Make sure to tune in to Movie Freaks. Uh, the other show that I'm on with co-host Eric Marner, where we talk about everything under the sun while we're drinking copious amounts of, uh, I would say expensive scotch, but that would be a lie. So tune into our show and we have our buddies over at Cinema Sidekicks talking about, I would say the new release stuff a lot, but, uh, they've been delving into some older stuff as well. So check them out. Also, that's going to do it for my show. I really appreciate you listening and stay tuned because I have a ton of, of other really fun top 10 lists heading your way. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye.